that's the last two years of uh, the shenanigans that have happened. And after I've lived in multiple different cultures, I've came to the realization that I think now this sounds like a big number, but if you look at like the population of the world, it's, there's still a lot of people that aren't like this, but I think 95 to 99% of people want to be told how to live, how to think, how to shit, how to eat. And now I'm starting to really get to the point where I think they almost need to be at least 80% of them need to be told like, yes, daddy, what do you want me to do? Okay. I should eat this and that. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I think um, that was really exposed. There's the word exposure during uh, this, this thing that we can't even talk about anymore. Cause you get like shadow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's, I mean, honestly, look at, look at the country. That, uh... day another dollar back in orange orange is the new black this is bold perceptions got a great guest on today as i was doing some research on the new city i am living in florianapolis in brazil it was hard to come across any english content on it but luckily i found the guest we have on today and uh his youtube channel was foreign strategies it's about kind of like a woman and foreign woman in the lifestyle. And I was like, oh, this is this is quite interesting. So I ended up reaching out to him on Instagram. We had a great phone call. He's actually um, a foreign real estate investor. He's a Texan. So he's got that freedom mindset, which I love. And um, he also has quite uh, an experience with foreign women, which is always a, a wonderful topic. So we're on a podcast. It's T-Bob. T-Bob. He's got a YouTube channel. What else do you do, boss? So, like you said, I'm into foreign real estate. Uh, currently, um, hold property in Mexico, um, so that's my first foreign investment. Uh, but I also have real estate here in Texas, so I'm in property management here, uh, specifically in the short-term rental space. Um, and pretty much, that's given me the opportunity to be able to travel the world and work remotely at the same time. So yeah, like you said, I, I have a channel called Foreign Strategies. Uh, it pretty much goes over everything from foreign dating, as well as foreign real estate, um, as well as just how to get around and how to pretty much survive in these places um, as a traveler. So definitely guys, check that out when you get a chance, but that's my spill of what I do and who I am. Yeah, a quick thing we talked about too, about the Airbnb, was uh, Barcelona became the first European city to ban the short-term rentals, and I kind of have felt it was coming in Europe this past year in 2021. I only stayed in hotels, and I've been an Airbnb loyal person for a while, but the deals were just way better with the hotels, especially in Italy. And then um, I had heard. A lot of locals in, in Italy were just going like off on the, the government and the city council because they couldn't afford anything anymore. Investors come in there, they buy it up, and then you know they get a shit ton of money from it. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is, gonna, is it going to come to the Western Hemisphere? Because, I mean, the dominoes are starting to fall in Europe. So my thoughts on that is, so it's pretty much here already. Uh, so I used to live in Los Angeles. And as you all know, I'm sure California is very, very strict. Uh, it's, it's big government, so there's a lot of rules, a lot of restrictions. 
So in LA, there's also restrictions on Airbnb. So there's only you get a certain amount of days you could book on Airbnb. Only certain um, jurisdictions are allowed to do it, et cetera. But just like with anything else, with any other businesses, um, it's, it's not different because once you figure out the system, when you figure out ways around it, you, it actually makes it even better for Airbnbs. Like, for example, I know a guy who does Airbnb in LA. He makes 10 times the amount of money I make uh, here in Texas because he has, it has pretty much driven everybody else off the market because everybody else is too scared because they think it's too tough, et cetera. They don't want to deal with the government, whatever. So it actually benefited him because it's less competition. Whereas here's in Texas, it's open game. Like you could practically Airbnb anywhere outside of certain places in Austin and a little few places here in Houston. So it's, it's, I think if you're a good business owner, um, if you're a good business person, it's, it's actually to your benefit that they, um, as I guess, add these restrictions on because you will find ways around it that will knock out your competition. So it's, it's, I'm not necessarily scared of it happening, um, especially not here in Texas. Uh, but if it were to ever come, it, it wouldn't bother me because it will knock people out. So yeah, clears up the competition. Um, exactly. How'd you get into this? Where'd you get your, your first money from? Um, how'd you start this Airbnb journey? Is it still doable in 2021? Um, cause a lot of people want to live the life you're living. You have their rentals and they pay for your traveling and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Know what I mean? So how did you get into this and what kind of person do you recommend and what kind of skills do they need to have to start today now? Cause it's, I thought it was saturated. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good question. So I started this back in 2016. Um, after I finished graduate school, I actually lived in Scotland for graduate school for two years, came back, didn't want to do what I just got my master's degree in. Uh, so pretty much moved back into my mother's house um, after graduate school. She currently wasn't living there, so I had the house to myself. Uh, and pretty much when you don't have a job, when you don't have any money coming in, you, you, you start becoming creative. Uh, so I saw that there were some rooms open and I was like, no, how about I start renting? Let me start with the upstairs. I was standing in the master bedroom at the time. I started renting out. Uh, I, I hit up one of my friends like, yo, you want to stay upstairs? He's like, yeah, let's do it. So knocked that out, started renting with him. That wasn't on Airbnb. That was just on the side. Then I was like, OK, I need some more money. How about I rent out the room that I'm in now? So I started renting out the master bedroom, I moved into, it was like an office, but it kind of can be converted into a, a bedroom, but there was no real bathroom. There was only a half bathroom that I could use with that bedroom. So pretty much I slept in that room in the office and I would shower at the gym. So I would literally shower at the gym every day uh, because I was sleeping in the office. I didn't have access to a shower, et cetera, but pretty much Things started going well there. I had no idea what I was doing. I took no course, nothing. Like I, I charged. So pretty much what I charged my first guest is maybe a fourth of what I charged for that same room today because I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, yo, I just want to get somebody in, um, et cetera. Things went well. Uh, I started opening up more rooms once the, I ran out the master bedroom first. I was running out the entire upstairs uh, to my friend. Um, people around like the community, my family, et cetera, started seeing like, whoa, 
like this is this is interesting like what he's doing uh could you like do the same with our property and it just was a trickle effect like the like pretty much i've never had to reach out to people um for my business people have always come to me based off of word of mouth so all started because i had to make some money and from there just trickle effect and i did this at the same time as having a full-time job so i maybe did this for like six months in houston got a job in la moved out there and i was running the business while in texas while living in la and just kind of build capital from there beautiful when did they come a point that you you quit the, the full-time job it's march 2020 so right before COVID. so right as COVID was hitting i quit and moved back to texas and then you had been traveling before that right or did you start really traveling correct i've been pretty much i would say i've been traveling for 10 years straight uh, i wouldn't say non-stop but periodically uh i was fortunate enough i did sales uh when i was in in la and pretty much i was i was really good at my job so they really didn't trip too much when it came to traveling i was able to travel i could work from whatever because i always hit my goals so i was very fortunate in that sense so this is where that kind of that foreign mindset came from huh and i know me and you talked about the nomad capitalist and going where you're treated best and, and the lifestyles outside of the usa when did this kind of hit you were you in a certain place or or a time period where like okay I can live a life outside of the US that I thought I needed, you know, millions and millions of dollars to, to experience that kind of lifestyle, but you really don't. Did this point hit you? Yeah. So I, uh, so like I said, I was, I did my master's degree in Scotland. So when I lived in Scotland, I did a lot of Europe, a lot of Europe traveling. And as you go further east, you realize how cheap things are. And I think that I would say Poland and Hungary, those two places really opened my eyes uh, to how cheap things were and how, the quality of life still was the same practically as the West. So that kind of gave me like an introduction, um, but I was still in school. Once I graduated school uh, and started working a full-time job, I uh, went to Columbia and that, that right there sealed the deal. Uh, because when I went to Columbia for the first time, uh, I was, I did not want to go back. I was like, wow, I could get this for this amount of money. Uh, I could live this type of lifestyle. Uh, so that, so pretty much after that trip, I, I always had in my head, I was like, I have to get out of this nine to five, um, and, and start making hundred percent money on my own. And I would say traveling, uh, the whole idea of traveling and the freedom definitely was a motivation behind having a business today. I always talk about this. <clears throat> it's like this bubble, obviously that Americans live in and a lot of people bash on, on the bubble. I think. There's amazing parts of the bubble and obviously bad parts of the bubble. The amazing parts are it's the reason the dollar is so powerful. It's the reason we have all this opportunity. The reason everyone watches our movies, listens to our music, the, the, the control of the world we basically have. But on the cons, you know, we're, we're just not we're ignorant to what's outside of America. And we don't realize like, oh, my God, I can still use the best of this capitalistic society and this extreme capitalism. Take the best parts of it. And then go where I'm treated best, you know, the nomad capitalist. If you can take the money, the opportunities, the internal confidence, the belief that we can do anything as Americans and go live in another place, you can you can experience what would be like having 50 million dollars in Miami right now in a penthouse. 
the women are better, the food is better, the views are better, the vibes for the most part are better for a tenth of the price. You know what I mean? Can you speak on that that idea more for me? Dude, yes, that's you, you literally hit the nail on the head. Um, everything you just said. Uh, there's a lot of negativity around the United States right now. Um, and it's very unfortunate because, like you said, there's so much opportunity here. Um, and I would never ever say that just because I like living in, let's say, Colombia or Brazil or whatever, that it's necessarily better when it comes to like opportunity and like would I rather be from these places in America? Definitely not. Um, but like you said, I look at it as a sense of I'm able to make this amount of money. So I'm able to pretty much extrapolate more things other places just because of the economics. Right. So the whole idea of going where you treat it best doesn't mean that where you're currently from isn't a good place. It just means that you could get more um, for less. Um, and at the end of the day, we have one life. So why, why would you want to work harder in a place? where you know you can go somewhere that's much, much simpler, much easier to, to be able to get what you've always wanted to get. So I would say that honestly is the key to life, is to figure out where, what, where, so I'm losing my train of thought. So the key to life is pretty much to go where you treat it best in the sense of what you're trying to do. Some places, some people might not enjoy Eastern Europe, Latin America. Some people were built for the United States of America. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's all about exposure. Exposure is a key to, to everything. Once you're exposed to something, then you know it's out there. If you don't know, you don't know. If you don't take this leap of faith to, to get on that plane, if you don't take that leap of faith to start a business, you will never know what your life could have been. So that is the main uh, purpose of, of kind of why I started my channel. I saw that there's how I was treated in other places was, I wouldn't say it's so much better, but it was just, it just came much easier uh, to get that rock star rapper, uh, professional athlete treatment in these other places than you get back home. Um, and that becomes addicting. Uh, so it's, it's all about exposure and everything you do um, having, and it's, and it's about diverse exposure. Don't just expose yourself to, I always say like people who are, are Republican watch Fox News, people who are Democrat watch CNN. You're just exposing yourself to what you already believe. So it's it's about exposing yourself to different ideologies, different different ways of life, and that will definitely help you be able to pick um, pick kind of the pros from each different lifestyles and make yours much better. You're right. You hit the nail on the head with the, the word exposure, because before I started doing the traveling, like it was in my head. I had to be this this CEO that's working all this time and, and, and save up all this money or invest and have you know hundreds of millions to live the life I'm living now. And I don't have hundreds of millions right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it, it was because I was exposed to these new places, these new ideas. And and I got out of my bubble. And I think that's a key word. And it's not just the travel and exposed with the reading, exposed with the music, exposed with people, culture, like get out there and things change. And you start seeing things way different. It's super cliche. And I remember people saying this before, like when I was younger and I hadn't traveled, but then it hits you and you're like, oh my God, like things just switch in your brain. Like you did a, um, um, took some LSD or on some shrooms, like things <laughs> yeah. click, things make more sense. Exactly. Another exactly. thing you said the the rock star celebrity um uh um treatment you brought it up on the phone 
because we were talking about my buddy in Scandinavia who went through an unreal rampage, big buff black guy, and um, the exotic factor, like, oh, he's Americano, oh, he's this black dude in Scandinavia, like, this is um, a big thing, because I, I, I de deal with this with women all the time, because it's like, when you're, when you're dating an American woman, even um, in different places, the curiosity is not as much as um, another culture, both you and her. Cause you're asking like the simplest questions. Oh, why do you guys do this? Or, you know, you eat breakfast at this time. Like there's just more curiosity. You know what I exactly. mean? Not just that, Oh, he's an American. He must be rich. He's a gringo type deal, but there, there, there adds that level. But I think it, it transcends to like everywhere you go, people are interested in you and that feels good. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Curiosity is, is, is attraction. That's what attraction is. Um, that's why, they always say when you first, let's say, are talking to a woman on, let's say, a dating app, don't tell her everything about yourself uh, in the first in the first message. You want to keep that curiosity there. So when you go overseas, it's just put on the extreme, right? It's a, at an extreme level. So that's that's very true. Um, I, I remember you brought it up in a video I was watching recently about uh, the misconception that the game and everything is or, or getting ass is way easier on the road. And at points, I think it can be. But like we just said, you get the foot in the door. That's what it is. There's a foot in the door. If you're still a dork, if you're still lame, you don't just people throw throw it at you like in, in the 50s because you had an American passport. You know what I mean? Can you speak on that more? Oh, man, that's. This is this is a very uh, uh, this this topic gets me heated because um, the reason why I made this video is because I there's this misconception going around um, that just because you get more intention uh, means um, that you don't have to essentially do what you have to do back at home when it comes to like working on yourself, bettering yourself, bettering the way you talk, bettering the way you you present yourself, etc. Uh, so the reason why uh, I think that you still need to be able to put yourself uh, in a position to succeed is because when you go to these countries, um, you will get a lot of attention uh, just by being a foreigner, like we were just talking about. But when it comes to the higher quality women, when it comes to the higher quality people in these countries, they also they already have access to rich people in their countries people who are good looking, people who are charismatic, et cetera. So they don't necessarily get the same rush um, from you being a foreigner um, because they already have that. They already have access to the top. So the main idea of me making this video was to tell guys that don't rely on just your looks. Don't rely. I mean, not just your looks, but just your, your, your passport on to get these women because I was watching a video before from another content creator. Um, it's, it's multiple content creators that I've heard say this. And he was just like, Oh, you, as an American, you don't need to make, he was like, you just need to make $40,000 a year and you're fine. You just need to, uh, you don't need game. Just go over there. You're going to get, get all these people like wanting to go out with you. And to me, that was very disrespectful, not just to uh, like, like us in general, but like the people over there, the women in these countries, the men in these countries, because that's pretty much saying that they're desperate. And it's it's not that case at all. Um, being in Rio, um, I can tell you right now that as an American, you're not getting the top woman if, you don't, if you're not on your game. I, I can guarantee you that as an American, you're not getting the top woman. Um, in Colombia, you're not getting the top 1% if you're not 
on your game if you don't look right if you don't um like separate yourself from everybody else going there because there's already a ton of americans going to these places so you have to separate yourself because one thing that we also started to notice is that everybody's matching with the same people american is going out dating the same people in these places um and and that's kind of a requirement to me i generally like dating women who don't date americans because there's the type that just looks for that passport like not to necessarily leave but they're, they're just very attracted to that um and having game separate you from the rest so a lot of people we did a poll on my channel uh, and it was pretty much split half people thought you do need game half people thought you don't need game and all that's come from is is the people think you the people who don't think you need game it's come from pretty much content creators on these channels who have an instagram following who already have exactly social exactly and they could pretty much say whatever they want to say and people believe it but they're not actually showing the lifestyle me and the one thing that me and my my partner on my channel we show what like we're actually showing it we're not just talking it and a lot of these guys are just talking and they started sooner they have more subscribers so they have more push um than, than we do just because they started sooner so regardless guys human nature doesn't change wherever you go um, culture is different but human nature does not and that's why i use the example of tom brady um because tom brady and giselle Giselle's Brazilian. If Giselle was back in Brazil, do you think uh, any just American guy can get Giselle just because they're American? Or do you think they're going to have to bring more to the table? Or let's say there's a guy who, American guy that goes, he's talking to a girl, um, he speaks the language, uh, wherever, but he doesn't necessarily have any game. He doesn't have anything else with him. He makes, let's say, $40,000 a year, just an average American guy. XYZ. Uh, he goes to Brazil and meets a girl. I say a guy from the US, uh, a professional athlete goes down there and she knows that goes down there, doesn't speak Portuguese, nothing, but he has game. He has he has the look. Uh, he has a charisma. Uh, he goes down there and meets her. Who do you think she's going to go with the guy who's who's famous back in the US who's famous around the world? Or is he going to go with the guy who makes $40,000 and doesn't bring anything else to the table. You got some points oh. here. The, the the marketplace, that's a red pill term, has gone globalized, okay? And mm -hmm. I think <clears throat> probably the last five years, actually probably since Tinder, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's an epidemic, not a pandemic where it's worldwide, an epidemic for United States where literally, I think it's 10% of the dudes are fucking all the girls. I think yes. a lot of dudes are left with scraps. I think a lot of dudes, this is strictly for envisioning. I'm not assigning people numbers, but let's say a dude is a seven. He's settling for fours and fives. He's settling for scraps. These sixes can, uh, a Tinder message from a nine, one day he's horny. Okay, yeah, come over. And the six thinks that she should be the same kind of level as this. You know what I mean? It's literally turned into um, like hypergamy on steroids, et cetera, et cetera. But mm -hmm. going back to some positive points of traveling for you, especially an American listening to this, that's worried about dating because it's a shit show in America. You get exposed to women. I mean, I think 
your your SMV wherever is a little higher when you travel. You still need to have game, but you get exposed to girls that you wouldn't have gotten exposed to in America. Better looking. That gives you more confidence. You're not as nervous as much around, you know, girls at, at that level now. You also get over the fear of failure when you're in uh, these different places because you can go approach. You can talk to many of them. It's not like you have to see them at work anymore and, and whatnot. So you can really develop your your social gravitas, your, your, your presence, and get better with these skills. But coming back to the, those points here, it is getting pretty crazy for, for dating. I know that's, it's a topic on your thing about, I mean, it's great for dudes who get ass because now it's women are totally fine with sharing guys. You have access to so many girls on Tinder, Instagram. Um, like it's the uh, wild, wild west for dating if you're a high value man in quotation marks. Um, are you seeing a lot of this? I think you, you're trying to have clients who are coming to you and like the anger, the frustration that that is like starting to happen with men and women. It's like a war. It's like a little war right now with the, the men's rights and then the feminist. And it's it's like, let's make love. Let's not make war. What's going on here? Yeah, man, it's 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 really bad in the U.S. Um, it's it's really, really bad. Um, and mainly it's it's a supply and demand. Um, aspect. There's a lot of, it's unfortunate, but there's a lot of, first of all, older for weight women yeah. in the U.S. Um, so that that makes the pool um, become really small. So the overweight, then you have just the dynamics of the U.S. just makes things extremely tough. Um, so that that is one of the reasons why the travel channel, doing travel channel on dating is so lucrative is because so many people are looking to get it out and they see that the treatment is so much better overseas um so yes that is that is extremely true and out even though i made the video about like you still need game if you don't have game you're going to do better overseas yeah that's that's a fact um i just i just want to make that point because i want everybody to get the best of the best of what they can get um but fact of the matter is you're going to get better uh better treatment you're giving off that good vibe because you're on vacation or you're traveling so you're automatically not super uptight and oh i'm working my job and you're already more relaxed and cool that's attractive but this point is ridiculous dude because i've I've experienced um american uh, culture scandinavian culture italian culture mexican culture dude the the girl the femininity is insane First of all, in Brazil, it's way better in Italy. It's like normal roles, men and women. I've talked about this before, but in America, it's like I'm dating dudes. To rope, yeah, to rope. yeah, corporate. And, yeah, and <laughs> the reason I'm bringing this up because like this is blowing up on like mainstream, the red pill. You have all these dating channels, these that uh, fresh and fit. They're, I mean, it's it's getting crazy right now. And mm. uh, but the difference is is you've experienced it. It's out of this world. Like I, I'm like. Oh my God, this is what it was supposed to feel like. This is the fairy tales I've read. Like I'd be, I'm treated like a king. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm pushing them over, disrespecting them, but it's like a healthy, beautiful, like love. What are your thoughts on that? That, the, and that's the key right there, what you said, femininity. That right there is the biggest separation between, I would say, a Western woman and uh, a, a Latina, Latin American or Eastern European woman or Asian woman is femininity, guys. And it's really something I can't put into terms until you actually experience it. So like until you experience, until you get out of the U.S. and you go to Colombia for the first time, you go to Brazil for the first time, you go to uh, these these South Asian countries, uh, et cetera, 
you're gonna be like, wow, this is how it how it feels. This is how I'm supposed to feel. Like in the US, it feels like everything is 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 like almost a job or like a battle. A battle, a competition. Like you like you're both working, you're both working corporate jobs. Um, like it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I had a girl when I was in Florianopolis come visit me from Eastern Europe, Central Europe, and she pretty much did everything. Like, I'm not even going to be, what do you call it? What's the word they call guys? Monogynist, whatever. I'm not, what do you call it? Monogynist? Misogynist. Misogynist. Jesus, I can't even talk. Um, but she would literally, I would come back from the gym. The place would be spotless. She would have food. She would do everything. Like, I was like, this is how it's supposed to be. The man is supposed to work, build, et cetera, and come home and pretty much have everything ready to go. Because at the end of the day, you guys are both be able to like enjoy each other's company now. So I get home, she has everything ready to go. We eat, et cetera. We can enjoy each other's company. But if we're both at work, we both come home, we're both stressed, we're both that. That's what causes the high divorce rates in places like the US, places like Western Europe, is because we're just all so stressed out because we're all doing the exact same stuff. We're, we're all working the same, we're all taking the same roles. And at the end of the day, what makes, I think what balances people is each person like picking something and like doing that, right? Like that, that makes a balanced relationship. Everybody has their role. You do this, you do that, bam. And you experience that overseas. And that's something um, I think every man needs to experience because when you come back, I'm telling you, you're not, you're not gonna take uh, the stuff that's happening in the US. You're just not gonna deal with it. You're just that's, not even gonna whole... come home and just work. You're not gonna date. <laughs> so that is um, the masculinity, femininity, polarity, the yin and the yang. It's hundred uh, percent true. And like you just said, once you experience it and once you start getting the abundance and the experiences and you don't put up with shit no more. You don't have time for it. You've seen the the grass, the green grass on the other side. And it's just like, this is yuck. This is, I, I, I don't have time. Another point I want to make, because this is a big thing. The, the woman in like the American, uh, like what they're pushed through the media and whatnot is be the strong, tough, independent boss lady. You know, don't take no shit. You can have side guys. And, and those have been the weakest women I've met and slept with. The strongest woman I've ever met have been the most feminine, loving, caring. They weren't pushovers. You know what I mean? If you disrespect them, they weren't putting up with it. But they didn't need to scream at the top of their lungs that they're so tough. And it's, it's a facade when they when they do that. When you, I'm this, I'm that, and, and, you know, respect me. No, like the strongest woman that I've respected the most were the softest, most feminine girls. That's the word, soft, right? It's just... It's funny when you get in an argument with, let's say, a girl from Eastern Europe, right? It's so soft, right? They, they like, they're just, it's so much different. It's night and day uh, compared to what you get in the US, right? You don't get your car broken in, like your windows broken, your, your stuff messed up. It's just like, they just talk to you in a very soft way. And it's, it's and hard they, to they make you feel like but, shit. You're like, fuck. I didn't, I, exactly. Yeah. yeah someone's yelling at me. I'm like, no, fuck you. You yeah, did exactly, this. Exactly. You don't get mad back. Right. Yeah. In the US, you get mad back over there. You're just like, damn, I, I really messed up. So um, it's it's very interesting. And it's crazy, but it's all cultural. Right. It's all cultural. And the reason why I'd say that the US is like pushing this agenda, it's, it's all economical. Right. We need to get women to work. We need to keep up with places like China. China has one point three, four billion people. We have 300 some million. So we need everybody working. We need everybody on this, on this uh, movement. So it's, it all goes back to economics. 
I think it might be as high as 80%. Don't quote me on this. It's high. Um, percent of consumers, men versus women. Women consume about 70 or 80% of all things in the world. That's why you see all the makeup marketing, the clothing marketing. Like women are consumers, you know what I mean? And so who's a corporation trying to uh, market to? And if they want them to have disposable incomes, they're going to spend it all. I mean, exactly. not investing. This is stereotype. So people are listening. Don't just freak out. But <laughs> these are actual stats uh-huh. that women are more consumeristic. You know, they want uh, 50 pairs of shoes. They want this. They want that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a lot of conspiracies with this whole thing. And I think a lot of them are fair. You know what I mean? But what can I do? Can I sit here and scream to the world or can I go live in Brazil for, uh, you know, a thousand dollars a month feeling like a king? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I don't need to deal with this shit. But here's my plan. And I think you're doing it with your YouTube channel is we're trying to give exposure to people. We're going to be happy and live our lives outside of the disaster. But if we can still feel good with our conscience by saying like, hey, look, come over here. It's nice. Don't put up with that shit. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's true, man. That's it's um, like you said, the women, they drive the economics. Uh, they, they, They need to have the money in order for the system to work. So that's that's currently what's going on. The scary thing is, um, is is it is it going to is it going to continue to these other countries? Like, is that coming to Brazil? Is yeah. that coming to, to to Latin? It is coming. It is coming. Western so, Europe is. Oh yeah, it's Western Europe. Europe. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely coming, and this is why we say travel now, go now, because you never know what's coming. What the U.S. is very powerful, is very influential. So mm-hmm. uh, what starts here usually migrates elsewhere. So this is why, guys. Travel now. Simple as that. Well, I mean, all those models in those villages in Ukraine have a cell phone now and they have Instagram. Mm-hmm. They're connected to it. You know what I mean? It's it's happening. And, I, and I've interviewed people in Ukraine. Actually, I did an interview a couple months ago uh, with this one Ukrainian. She's actually a porn star. Uh, and um, she, I asked her that, that question. I was like, do you see like this feminist stuff like breaking through to Ukraine and within the next couple of years, she was like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's going to happen. It's, we're going to be one of the last ones, but it's, it's going to happen. So uh, go now guys. Well, here's what I think is going to happen. We talk about this, this theory and, and not just uh, the woman, but like everything, the pendulum is going to swing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the faster it swings to this crazy part, like, Here's a great example. Dave Chappelle, um, they, they, they were going after Chappelle again, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so many people said, wait, like, no, like, this is fine. Way more people came out for Chappelle, and he didn't get canceled. Netflix actually stood by him because mm-hmm. I think the pendulum is swinging so far that when mm-hmm. shit is so stupid, like Gruden emails, a lot of the Gruden stuff, too. It's like, yeah. okay, the pendulum's going to swing back to the point where it's going to be crazy. But I think we're pushing to an area with women that it's going to get the top dudes have like 20 girls like it was before the Catholic mm-hmm. church came in and said, you need to get married or you're going to hell to create mm-hmm. a functioning Western civilization. I think it's going to get so crazy on this end. And so many dudes are not going to be getting laid. They're going to cause problems because that's exactly. a big, that's our um, biological need to procreate mm-hmm. and pass our genes on. Right. We've been exactly. doing it for a million years. It's going to get to a point where some shit's going to happen and things are going to go back to normal or back to a different point. It can't, it can't go on forever. It's going to, yeah crash exactly yep i think that's exactly well i hope i'm hoping that's going to happen um sooner than later because like you said the pushback pushback is coming um i i was very happy with netflix when they stood behind dave Chappelle. like i was i was like wow this was this was because after the stuff that's happened with 
you know, the, the previous administration with Twitter, et cetera. I, I thought hope was was done uh, with with like big tech, et cetera. But Netflix, that was huge. So, man, I definitely hope hope you're right on your assumption. But here's the point then, too. Like you said, like you hope. But I think guys like me and you are benefiting most from this shit. Like that is maybe true. four or five years ago, I could sit in my room and cry about this and say it's not fair. But then I changed my mindset. I'm like, okay, if this is what it's going to be, let's maximize it. And now Maxim my life's more amazing than it's ever been. You know what I mean, oh yeah, oh, yeah. So it's, it's, we're getting the best out of both worlds. I think you got to know. That's why I say game is very important. You got to know how to play it. Um, I use what's going on in the world to my benefit all the time. I I, I have the ability to use how I look. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but I can use a lot of things towards my benefit. It's sad. It's stupid, and it's 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 unfair, but. If you're not, it's only so much power we all have. So you, you got to play with it and you got to benefit from whatever you're given. That's what I see. Well, well, another example is this. Like I told you, I'm off social media and um, I, I bitch about social media and say, okay, it's bad, but it's the reason I can travel like I do, you know, with my phone. The cell phone is so bad for you, but I can Google Translate. I can get Airbnb. I can spend $5 on a 40 minute Uber ride. I can do Uber Eats. I can do whatever I want on this phone. So like you, you take, the pros of all this change and, and the pendulum swinging and you maximize what you can and you try to eliminate the negatives. You know what I mean? Like that's why I stay off social media. I don't want to be my subconscious comparing or looking at people that I don't care about and et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to balance it and take the best of both worlds instead of sitting on one side of the fence, sitting at home and, and bitching like, oh my God, Trump got taken off Twitter. They're taking my guns, the Corona, this and that, mm -hmm. or on the completely opposite end where you become super degenerate and full into the game. You know what I mean? Where you're, you know, a male feminist and preaching and doing all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm a little yeah. tired up this morning. You know what I mean, I'm, I'm going. I love, I love it, man. Make you want to move. Oh man, that's that's what you do, man. And that's 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 what you call being masculine, right? Being a man is 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 what you're given, make the best from from it, right? I mean, it's only so much we can control, um, but we can control ourselves, how we react. Uh so yeah, man, you're doing it right. Instead of being a a, a, a crybaby, you're 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 succeeding from what you're given. So that's what I'm all about. Um I mean, we, we were born in this world, right, into a world that was already crafted. And we just like pretty much became chameleons and like extracted what we could to make us what we want to be. So at the end of the day, that's all you can do. And it's a lot of guys who who when I made this game video who disagree with it, they disagree with it because they they want to to believe that there's something like it's easier right everybody wants something that's easier but sometimes things have to be tough in order to to get the reward so um i definitely believe man you got to put in the work you got to read you got to be in the know especially in 2021 um cryptocurrencies all of that you get rich off of that not by being not by working hard not by etc you get rich off of that just by being in the know reading understanding what's going on in the world exposure. So that that's that's yeah exposure that that's all it is right i mean isn't just because a guy got in bitcoin back in 2016 doesn't mean they're 
a smarter person, any better person than anybody else. They just wasn't exposed to it. So that's a, a lot of the 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 whales or the multimillionaire Bitcoin people were uh, drug addicts because they had their right. Bitcoin from the, the drug days of buying drugs. So. Exactly. Exactly. They were the They're early adapter. Trust me. Yes, I, I I tell you this. I I I know someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Um. So. You're a black dude in Texas, but you strike me as someone that doesn't have any sort of victim mentality. You Airbnb your own home. You figured shit out. You move around. You traveled. Where does this come from? And, and how can um, other people take the non-victim route? So I would say it's let's go back to exposure again. So when I went to live in Scotland, um, Scotland's uh, UK is not that much different from the US, but it is different. Um, but there pretty much I would I would talk to people and like understand how they were taught in school, like what did they learn, et cetera, like the ideologies. And I just saw how it was different, right? It was different than what we were taught in the US. What they were taught about the US was different than what we were taught in the US about the US. So it's just, so that was like, wow, how can people be taught so much different things? Like it's all supposed to be the same, but it's not. So that just kind of opened my, my mind to like, to start like letting more stuff, other things in, other ideologies in, because I, I would say up until I was 21, I used to vote a certain way. I used to believe certain things. Um, so I wasn't extreme, but I was, I was like, okay, I, I, I'm black. Uh, I'm supposed to think this way, right? So I got rid of that once I lived in Scotland um, and just and just became addicted to it, to learning the truth, not learning, uh, not going with the narrative. Uh, so I would say that experience of living overseas was the biggest for me. And then just continuing on to, to, I guess, like go after content that's, that's authentic. Uh, like I could, I could read someone's like voice, how they sound, like the emotions they put behind it. Like if you, if you read, like, if you listen to some of these guys on YouTube, who are like very emotional about what they're saying versus the guy on CNN, right? Um, it's 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 completely different. CNN, they're robotic. They're just saying what they're what they're what they're instructed to say. These other guys who are doing this, looking for the truth, without any monetary gain, like they're just doing it because this is what they believe in. So I really started like tuning into people who were doing this, not for monetary ways, but just because. And and it's exposed me to so much guys. You know, like Nomad Capitalist. I know you 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 mentioned that you watch him, um, as well as so many others. George Gaiman. Uh, a lot of these guys that just just they just really care about they care about their country they care about where they're from they care about the people uh, rather than pushing a narrative so that was the biggest thing for me um and i see how the victim mentality really really hurts people um i'm in i'm in a real estate industry uh i, I do property management so i see when people are given free things from the government how they don't ever they just depend on that forever they don't they don't ever think they have to work they they just become like in, in its control it, and, and you see like it, it's just control so I, i've seen that I, i'm and as a black man i'm exposed to both i'm exposed to a lot i'm exposed to people who are who are very poor like i have, I have family members on this side i have family members on this side and I, I get to see how both of them move how both of them think and and one thinks this way while the other one thinks this way so it's like okay why would i go the route of the, the poor man mindset so it's 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 all about i would say is, is exposure and traveling is probably the biggest thing 
um, for me. That's 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 blowing my mind. Yeah, I've heard it from so many people. And recently, I think it was traveling with Kristen. She's been like, I think abroad for like 20 years. And uh, she said their first experience, probably I think it was a student thing. It like split her brain in two, the traveling. And that's what we're talking about. It's like, it's not just, okay, you see pretty places and cool things and eat different food. It's like your way of thinking changes because you realize like you do it in Scotland, like where's the truth? Like everything I've been taught, there's another uh, side to it. There's this, there's that. And then like the bubble is popped. And then like you said, you get addicted to it. Like, oh, what else is there that I don't know? What else like it could make me happy, this and that. And then you, you go down the path, but it's not like it, it it's a end all be all with traveling. It goes into different YouTube channels, the um, the different books. Um, now I'm taking a dance class. Now I'm doing jujitsu. Like that's the idea. But the easiest, clearest cut way to get out of your comfort zone to start experiencing these feelings and, and want to learn more and 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 break other bubbles is to travel because it travel. throws you into the chaos. It throws exactly. you into a new language, a new surrounding, new people, new culture, food, and it makes you get out of the bubble totally. Yeah, yeah, and and even just leaving your state, right? So, for example, I lived in both Texas and California. Um, one's a red state, one's a blue state, and I saw how things worked. I just, I literally sat there and thought, okay, if I wanted to start the same business in Los Angeles, California, where houses are eight hundred thousand plus. Could I do it? Could, could I do it here as 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 a, a minority who doesn't have uh, wealth um, from generational wealth coming? Could I start it with just a, a hundred k job? No, I, I, I you can't, right? You, you you're you're still you're priced out of the market in certain states. Certain states with high high regulations, high high rules makes things very expensive, right? And other states that are that are a particular color with more more freedom um, when it comes to like businesses, uh, et cetera, housing, et cetera, things have been cheaper. So is it easier for me to start a business in red state or blue state? Is it do I see more poor people in Texas or do I see more poor people in California? Do I see more more like so it's 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 a direct I do a direct comparison um, and that was able to open my mind. Right. Big government versus little government. Where would my life be better at? And I kind of made that assumption uh, very quickly. But yeah, definitely. and that's the thing too. Yeah, for you, the uh, the small government is better because your entrepreneurship mentality. You want freedom, but for a lot of people, the the blue one's better because they need to be told what to do. Like yeah. after the last two years of uh, the shenanigans that have happened, and after I've lived in multiple different cultures. I've came to the realization that I think now this sounds like a big number, but if you look at like the population of the world, it's, there's still a lot of people that aren't like this, but I think 95 to 99% of people want to be told how to live, how to think, how to shit, how to eat. And now I'm starting to really get to the point where I think they almost need to be at least 80% of them need to be told like, yes, daddy, what do you want me to do? Okay. I should eat this and that. Yeah. Like, and I think um, that was really exposed. There's the word exposure during uh, this, this thing that we can't even talk about anymore. Cause you get like shadow. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you can. laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's, I mean, honestly, look at, look at the countries that um, had the, the longest um, lockups, right. It, it, 
I mean, free healthcare equals what to me? Free healthcare equals control, right? And and it's a direct comparison of the places who have free healthcare and how they handle the pandemic. The you could exit, <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, there you go. It, it, and it was like I remember reading this article about uh, the Canadian's president, and he was saying how proud he was of the citizens for being very obedient. Mm-hmm. The fact that he used the word obedient. And the fact that the Canadians just let that be was very, it 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 was it was very telling. Like it was, I don't know, it was just it was it was mind blowing um, that that was able to be said and let go. Um, but um, like you said, it was people at the end of the day want to be controlled because, as we saw, there wasn't much reaction uh, to what happened. Um, we were, I guess, kind of brought up as humans that safety is more important than freedom. Um, and I think there's a small minority that actually values freedom over safety. Uh, so I think, and I think that those are the people who usually craft into the business owners because at the end of the day, business owners, et cetera, are risk takers, travelers are risk takers. Uh, so pretty much at the end of the day, you're saying you rather risk what you have for freedom rather than safety. So. Yeah, I think we've totally lost the message from uh, the founding fathers, the Constitution and and whatnot. Everyone's like, oh, they were slave owners and this and that. Okay, I I hate people that judge ideas and thoughts on historical basis. There was slavery since our existence. The Romans had slaves. The Ottomans had slaves. The Africans uh, had Mm -hmm. slaves within each other. Mm -hmm. But I think we've totally lost the message because we've lived in such a wonderful great time for the most part, so much mm-hmm. fucking opportunity, the largest middle class ever created. I mean, the sixties basically to the 2000, I mean, was the the best place you could possibly be born at a time in the world, unless you became, you know, a, a blood of royalty in, in medieval Europe or an emperor in, in Roman yeah. times. I mean, yeah. And I think we've lost the message completely. And, um, but I think we're, this is human nature, in my opinion, if you human look nature. at right. history, at history, it's always been a hierarchy, whether it's a king, an emperor, a dictator, like people want to look for answers, whether it's the church, you know what I mean, whether it's uh, government, like it's 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 human nature. And this goes back to my point with, um, you know, about our situation and we're getting the best out of what we think is pretty fucked up is um, this is this has been going on forever. The people, a lot of the people, at the top positions, they mm-hmm. see this like oh, these guys want to be led. They want me to have the best of this world and just give them a couple of scraps and I'll be their leader and tell them everything's okay. This is what I think a lot of humans want. Like it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Hierarchy. Yeah. That's why I truly believe in hierarchies uh, because at the end of the day, without a hierarchy, you don't have a, a functioning system um, because like you said, 99% of the people want to look up to other people. And that's why um, the world is the way it is. And um, so, yeah, I agree with it. Um, and even though it's it's kind of sad because you kind of want other people to be like you sometimes, to think like you, uh, it's just not the way it's going to be. And and that's fine. Well, yeah, it's lonely at the top. And that's where all yeah. the best shit is. You know what I mean? Exactly. So if everyone was thinking these kind of ways and doing it, then the room I'd be paying for right now would be $3,000 a month, exactly. not 400 <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the dynamics, I mean, the, the world is the way it is for a reason. And it's and regardless if you're in capitalistic or socialistic society, there's both hierarchies. Like there's going to be no difference. No difference. There's going to be the rich and there's going to be the poor. Simple as that. It's just, just natural. I, I just read something um, about um, 
and this has to do with exchanges too, but the, the percentage of uh, Bitcoin holders, like 2% was holding 80% of it. And obviously Satoshi has the, the million coins that'll never be sold or whatever. But mm-hmm. so everyone was decentralized currency. And now you're starting to see the, exact you know, the wealthy thing. holding and, yeah. and then they dump people out of the market. And it's, it's interesting. It's yeah. It's something we're never going to get, at least not in my lifetime, uh, get well, away from. It's not, it's, it's tribalism. It's, it's been it's hardwired in our DNA. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you felt safe next to the people you know. You're fighting against everyone. Like, exactly. it, it to get over millions of years of hardwire, I mean, we either all got to take a shit ton of psychedelics and exactly. make love together. But I think human nature, the rules aren't going to go away like the, the, Marxist, the Marxists want it. You know what I mean? It just doesn't exactly. just dissolve. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's what motivates humans is, is like you said, tribalism is negative. I mean, if you look at the news, when you go on the world news channel, everything is about negative events, et cetera. That's what gets our emotions going like positivity. Yeah, we all like it, but we don't really pay attention to it as much as like negativity. Right. So we all have to get into groups. We all have to believe a certain way. And then that's the way the world works, man. It's it's a very. So what's your opinion on tribalism? Like, um, because I feel like tribalism uh when you become tribalism you stop listening to the truth and you start just going with the narrative um i see that going on with the um like let's say like the travel the travel guys right and that's why i made the game video right we want to believe that everything is perfect uh elsewhere everything is positive when you travel xyz and you start like believing like the truth like you stop you know listening um and then, for example, like feminists, feminists are very, especially in the U.S., are very tribalistic. So they they kind of got away from like the true meaning of feminism um, because everything just becomes extremist. So what's what's your opinion on that? Do you agree with tribalism or you just agree that it's a thing that we're never going to get rid of? Another point, um, like another example, the red pill we were just talking about. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Crazy clients come into like that place is a shithole, too. You know what I mean, like. Exactly. You can't go too deep into things and, and get lost in the sauce. Hold on. I'll come back to the, 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 the question. But we were talking about the media being designed to mm-hmm. stir emotions. It's called bait media. I just saw an article. And when you're not aware of it, like when you hear this, hopefully now you become aware of it and you see it. So otherwise, you're just mindlessly scrolling. There was a Yahoo article about like Tony Romo saying something about Tom Brady's wife. And it was a total mockery because... Romo said she's a great looking, you know, woman and it totally destroyed Brady's 600 touchdown celebration. Right. Like oh, just, wow. just total stupidity. Right. But yeah. I click on the comments and every single one of them is like, Oh, lighten up, cancel culture, stupid. This is a terrible article, but literally every single one of them. And I'm like, you guys, Yahoo wins. They're just trying to get you to comment. Like exactly. their engagement is through the roof. Everyone agrees. It's stupid. And th- they want you to do this. It's bait. They're baiting you. Oh, yes. It is all bait. And as being a YouTuber now, I see it. If I just make a happy-go-lucky video, I mean, no comments, right? You might get three or four, good job, nice video, bro. But the video I made about game, right? I triggered people's emotions. I knew that. Ten times the amount of comments. Pop. They said this. It's, in, I think, um, the psychology of persuasion. It's um, I think good feelings can possibly trigger action, but mm-hmm. the feelings that really trigger action are anger. And exactly. like that gets you to move some that motivates you. Like if you feel good, like, oh, I'm just going to chill and relax. Like life is good. I don't need to do shit. 
but anger or jealousy or getting that you're going to be called to action that's why it's hard for content creators because you you think with those negative comments you get on your youtube let's say twitter etc you think it's the majority because let's say you might see five negative comments to three positive when it's not because like you said that triggers emotion right negativity whereas a lot of people probably agree with you but they probably just liked the video or whatever and moved on they didn't really think too much of it um so it's very hard for content creators because of that negativity triggers emotion triggers people to comment triggers people to like come at you etc okay i'm gonna answer your question now this is hard to i gotta watch what i say and, and how i say it but tribalism Obviously, I, I haven't been living in tribalism. I try to expose myself to a bunch of different cultures, ideas, and thoughts. But I think, and there's been things talked about the Roman culture when it got to multiculturalism and everything started getting battling in the different provinces. And But here's what tripped me out, was living in um, Denmark, okay? When you have socialized healthcare, um, uh, everything is clean. There's no crime. Uh, you get paid if you don't work, um, uh, free health care, like utopia, right? I said, mm -hmm. if you put an American here right now, all their worries, worries would be gone, besides yeah. the weather. The weather's shitty, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, they'd be like, oh, you know, you Americans are so stupid. You spend all your, your money on military. Well, here's a side point. Because we do that, we protect you, so you can do all this shit. So you're, you should be thanking us that we, we protect you. But um, then I'm like, wait a second. You know, we have 300 million people in America, shit ton of different cultures, shit ton of different people. A lot of them all disagree. In Denmark, it's 98% homogeneous or whatever. They're the same fucking people. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, there's 6 million people. Okay. But I think what happens is like, you know, you have a little tribe or like a family, right? You got to build a nuclear family. Then you build the, the little city, the nice suburb, right? And then you have the nice county. And then you have the nice state and then it goes here. It's like, it's a slow build with humans, right? Because you don't just, especially if someone looks different than you or, or acts different or has different ethics than you culturally, whether it's good or wrong, it's tough to be like, yeah, I'm going to give my hard earned tax money to you for free healthcare. You know what I mean? When you don't maybe necessarily like them subconsciously too, you know what I mean? Or even if you flat out disagree with them consciously, but in Denmark, I think they all trust each other. This has been thousands of years in the making. You know, the, the, the Vikings, the, the Danish people are very similar and they trust their government. Actually, they get shit from their government. Their roads don't have potholes. They have actual free health care. They have high salaries. They're fine with paying taxes because they're like, oh, my fellow Dane is getting it. Know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so here's where my conundrum is, is like, shit, that's working. Mm -hmm. That is working there. Know what I mean? And um so I'm I'm still learning. I don't have. So all the would you answers. would you say it works because of the homogeneous culture, uh, in a sense of not just that they're homogeneous now because of ideology, et cetera, but the way they look, the way they um, their previous history, et cetera. Don't you think that's a big part of why that works? Whereas if you implement that in a system like let's say the U.S., where we have people coming from all across the world, uh, do you think that could work here in a 300 million? Uh, population, people coming, like, I mean, you know the difference, Texas to California is like two different countries. So could you see that working here, that okay. same system? 
I think you said, okay, yeah. Now, no, now, no. But you said two, uh, two questions here. Yes, I think because they look the same is the, the first thing. But that comes from thousands of years, right? And, and yeah, like exactly. the, they were fucking cavemen and shit. And then it gets to the point where they're like, they're a tr- like a community. Like they're really connected. You know what I mean? If I walk through California, I don't feel connected. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But in Denmark, oh, I'm a Dane. They love each other. You can leave your baby outside on a stroller. You know what I mean? Like there's this sense of like more developed like exactly. people almost. Like they've like developed more as like a, a group. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think America, the principle it was built on, the ideas, not just the Protestant white people from England and, and then some Germans, you know, the Irish retreat like shit, the Italians were, then they slowly came up, blah, blah, blah. But like the idea it was built on, like it was built on these ideas of like freedom, of okay, the religion, I can make something for myself, put the bootstraps on. I think you can build a multicultural people out of like shared ideas. Okay. okay, so we're all in agreement here. I don't care if, if you're praying to Muhammad or doing this. As long as we agree, you leave me the fuck alone. We, we all work hard. We all get freedom and all that stuff. Then we'll fight together and we can build something. Look, it created possibly the biggest, strongest civilization in with, within, what, 200 years? At exactly. a peak, we were at one time the, probably the strongest civilization of all time, the peak. Mm-hmm. And so I think it can work. But if you get lost in the sauce and then you become tribalized, now we're tribalized in America. With different exactly. cultures, the, the parties, the ideologies, know what I mean? There's no um, pulled together uh, ideas anymore. Exactly. We all think some different shit. Mm-hmm. That's, Does that's that kind of explain your thing? That no, I sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely true. And and I think that's why that's uh, why the U.S. is so diverse in the sense of like economically, right? Entertainment. Compare, could, could will we be interested in watching a reality TV show from Denmark, Norway, like places that are very like organized, very like, no, like the world would not be entertained from a reality TV show from Norway versus like places, Atlanta, Georgia, because Atlanta, Georgia just has that, it's that that mixture of like the good and the bad that makes things exciting. Um, when everything is just like perfectly ordered, it's not very exciting to human nature. So the fact that the US has a little bit of Denmark, a little bit of Brazil, a little bit of of, of, of Turkey, a little bit of like every country into one. That's what makes, I think, our, our, our economy very diverse um, because of that. If we were just perfect, if everything worked perfectly, we I don't think we'll be as powerful as we are today. So it's, 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 it's weird. It's like a pro and a con that we are the way we are. I mean, I think everything's not black or white. I mean, it's, yeah, all, yeah. it's all in the gray. But I think... And as we see right now, like America from the outside looks like it's falling apart. I think if you open your your window and stay up your phone, it's still pretty fucking good. It's great still the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I think if there's no like common, if it's not skin color and um, ethics and morals of how you feel about each other, like the Danes, mm-hmm. then it's got to be ideas. And like, okay, we all agree on these, you know, the constitution. We all agree mm-hmm. on this is real. We can bitch about everything else. But if we have nothing that holds us together, then I think chaos happens. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that, that's what we have to get back to is, is all. And that's why they always say that the U.S., the best thing, I'm not saying I agree with this, but they say the best thing for the U.S. right now is, is if we went to war, because usually when war happens, yeah, you come together. You, you come together. Um, so I think that's probably the only thing that could uh, get the U.S. Uh, together at this point, unfortunately, is, is something like that, because 
right now what's going on in this administration just causing a divide let's say trump whether to to come back that's going to cause an even more divide again so it's 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 rough we're in a rough situation um, when it comes to that here in the u.s unfortunately it's it's sad that's why i get really really mad with this tribalism stuff at times because all i know it's doing is just it's just spreading us more and more apart I think a great thing to, to end this with is uh, what that nomad capitalist Andrew Henderson talked about when why he renounced his citizenship is because um, he said, look, the United States of America is not the same as America, not the same as the ideas that w- was founded and, and the people and that freedom aspect that is universal. Anyone can take the idea of America and bring it elsewhere. You know what I mean? But what what the United States has come like, that's not what it was in the Constitution. That's, you know, how big the fucking government is, all these different things. Like, I mean, it's different. It's just what it is. And I, I hope things change, but you can't uh, only bet on that. All my eggs aren't going to be in that basket. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got to prepare if, if worse comes to worse, sadly. But, I mean, I think it's the the classic quote, the, the weak or the, the the tough times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men type thing. Weak men create shitty times. Mm-hmm. And I think we got we had so much prosperity and such life on easy mode. And now we're starting to feel it. Like the millennials and, and Gen Z people, like it's tough to get money, inflation, recessions, housing. Like maybe yeah. we'll be the, the the weak times and we come out of the strong and, and redo this shit. The pendulum swings. I, I hope I hope you're right. I hope you're right because the, the 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 trajectory that we're on right now um it's it's I, i'm not very confident um but then again i'm reading a book called uh what's the name of it? the rise of america and it's pretty much going against like the uh, i don't know if you've heard of this guy uh martin katsua so it's pretty much going against the narrative uh right now uh, about everything negative um that's going on in the u.s and it's pretty much saying that the u.s is actually like reinventing itself um, into something even better than it was before, because it's brought, it brings up examples of like World War II, World War One, et cetera. Like we all thought this, we all thought the U.S. was crumbling, et cetera. But at the end of the end of the day, we came out even stronger. So, hoping that's the case. But um, the way things like a are renaissance. Looking, what's up? Like a renaissance. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But like you said, from the outside looking in. It, it doesn't look good, but hopefully things are going on undercover that will make things better. And the last point I got to make for anyone um, listening to this, do not be like me five years ago and just bitch about it. Like turn your phone off, look outside. Life is pretty freaking good. You're still yeah. very blessed. You're born with all that opportunity and do something about it. But seriously, if you turn off your phone, if you get off Reddit, w- stop watching the news, life is 10 million times better than just bitching. Cause if you just bitch and cry at the TV, you know, whether it's CNN or Fox News, it's the same shit. You're you're not going to do nothing productive. You're only going to get more depressed. It's not as bad as they make it sound. Exactly. If I was born today, I would still want to be born in the United States of America. So just just take that, um, which what you believe. So at the end of the day, U.S. Is, is still a great place for economic opportunity. It's not the best for dating. But anything outside of that, the U.S. still, I would say, trumps a lot of places. So. Outside of last thing, last thing, uh, yeah, dating is just shitty in America. Um, last thing, let's pitch your stuff and then, um, possibly, uh, if uh, our bold listeners get a discount or you'll help them out if they want to talk to you about uh, foreign real estate or or foreign women traveling, uh, that would be appreciated. 
Perfect. Yeah, definitely. So um, like I mentioned before, uh, my channel is Foreign Strategies. Uh, we cover everything from mainly dating, uh, but we also touch on some international real estate um, as well as some other topics. We're going to also probably begin doing more fitness things as well while we travel. Um, so if you're into any of that type of content, definitely check us out. Uh, we also hold consultations on both uh, travel consultations as well as if you want to start uh, some type of Airbnb business domestically or internationally, or you're looking to invest uh, overseas. I would say my particular expertise right now is in Mexico as well as Colombia. I'm currently actually doing some some digging into Argentina right now. I know that sounds kind of crazy right now with the economic things that are going on there. But like like uh, uh, the guy from Nomad Capus, Andrew says, go where you're treated best. And right now the US dollar in Argentina Great. is treated extremely nice. So looking at things there, but if you guys want to check me out and if you wanna hold a consultation, um, tell me that you're from Bold Perceptions and I'll definitely shoot you a 20% discount on all consultations. Uh, but other than that, guys, give me a check out. Appreciate Bold Perceptions for having me on. This is a great conversation. I love conversations like this. I wish I could talk about more things like this on my channel. Uh, so yeah, appreciate it. Uh, Instagram? Instagram. Instagram is solely Vagent. So S-O-L-I dot V-A-G-E-N-T-T. -T. Um, and pretty much that the meaning of that name is, is solo traveler. So that's oh. that's the meaning for it. Okay. Great. Awesome. Great talking to you, T. Bob. Um, one of these days, we got to meet up somewhere. That'll be a lot of fun. Definitely, man. Definitely. So until then, keep keep your foreign uh, Casanova thing going uh, and keep investing in real estate and uh, we'll be in touch. Awesome, man. Sounds good. Take care.